game NHL regular season is over. The dress rehearsal on that 82 games is over. Rise the curtain. The real season begins. Stanley Cup playoffs tonight. Tampa Bay, Toronto Maple Leafs, Scotiabank Arena. We're glad you're aboard wherever you are. You're down, uh, downloading our podcast, live streaming on our YouTube channel, Sportsnet 590 The Fan. We got one rule here. Everybody ropes, everybody rides. Not just for the next two hours, JB, yep. but for the next two months. Unbiased, uncompromised hockey analysis. Minus Sammy. <laughs> you will get right here on this show. Yeah, brother. You ready? Let's go, man. I'm fired up. Nick Kiprios, Derek Brandeo, Jennifer Rolnick, and yours truly coming off a Friday in which he blew us off to go win a championship with his zigzag team. Yeah. And that was after shooting a back nine Thursday at Don Valley where he went 36. Yeah. Yeah, it's red hot. Kid, so, kids on it. Just omens, harbingers of good things yeah. to come here, Sammy. Good things happen in threes. Actually, I don't know. I mean, the one thing was good golf, which is not a great uh, omen for the Leafs. If you're not ready, if you're not ready for game one, nobody is. I, it snuck up on me here because it, it just the season ended. It was on Friday. I was away at a tournament. Then you know, I'm looking at my phone yesterday, and it's just all these quotes from the Leafs, and everyone's coming in here, and it's like it's the playoffs. It starts tomorrow. I woke up today. I am extremely nervous. <laughs> like, you know, I cannot deny how incredibly nervous I am about this. It's I'm, really, I'm, it's, I'm, it's really here, and I am not ready. You know, with these moments, it's just like it has to come at some point. Might as well just let it come, Sammy. As we were saying, Kipper, just kind of get the puck in deep here, boys. You had eighty-two it. games to get ready. I just I explained it to you yeah. on the top of the show. It's over now. It was the longest regular season of all time, too. I should have been ready. I should have been prepared. But it's just, it's, I, maybe it's just the opponent that the Leafs are going up against here. Maybe that's what it comes down to. It's just going to be such a hard series. It's all the stuff we're going to talk about. It's just really nerve-wracking. And I know, hey, listen, I have a lot of Leaf fans in my life, as you guys know. There is not a lot of excitement. It's a lot of what I'm feeling. There's some dread going on here. We really got to get into this. I just don't know what it's going to look like. And I don't think we, I don't think you guys do either. I just have no idea what to expect. Well, uh, if we listen to our first Kippers Clipper, Mm -hmm. and we haven't had puck drop yet on game one, I'm thinking Sheldon Keith has an idea of what it could look like. And I got to be honest with you. Like, I look forward to our Kippers Clippers and Sheldon leads the way. I did not see the words that he's going to utter in our first clipper. <laughs> I, I, I'm dumbfounded, to I be know. quite honest no, with you. I know. It's, so it's... We, will get, we will dive right into this after you all get to hear Sheldon Keep describe what he anticipates in this series. Let's have a listen. And, uh, I mean, I've watched them play. I've watched them play through their playoff runs, and I've rewatched it since. And, and they're a team that's, you know, they're they're going to be very physical. They're going to be very competitive. They're going to, you know, in a lot of ways. When I look at their playoffs, especially in their first round last year, they, you know, they definitely led the league in skirmishes off after the whistle and things that they're trying to do after the whistle and uh, stuff like that. So there's there's all sorts of uh, stuff. I expect it to be a very physical borderline violent series in a lot of ways and uh our guys will be ready for that borderline 
violent series. <laughs> Where did this come from? Yeah. Where? You know what impression I get? I First off, I, I get the impression that he watched all their previous playoff runs and their first rounds and how it went, and he saw the trend of how they wanted to play and how they started, and he said, this is what Tampa is like. That's fine. You say that within a few guys in the room. Yeah. But to go public with that, first of all, to have a borderline violent series, you need borderline violent players. You don't have them. No, but he dressed their best attempt at it. You know, there's no doubt that with the guys they're putting forward, he said, Spezza, you're good. Justin Hall, we're going to hang on. You know, we're going to go with the Thumpers. We're going to go with Clifford. We're going to go with Labushkin. We're going to go with uh, Simmons. They're going to do their best to answer that. This was, this has been in the makings now for six season. Kyle Dubas, yeah. Brennan Shanahan, and the transition to everything that they wanted, their envision of a team. Mm-hmm. Where was the buildup to dressing for a series that could be borderline violent. I, this, to me, is a complete 180. And we've had yeah. this conversation yep. that this time last year, not a hope in hell that you were ever going to dress game one and have Clifford and Simmons in over Spezza. So here's what I wonder then, and this is, I think, the the crux of the question for me. For years, I think the Leafs thought that the NHL was going to move in a direction of speed and skill, right? They're going to be the smartest, fastest, skilliest team. And eventually the league's going to move that way and they're going to be ahead of the curve and they're going to win. It hadn't worked. The, you know, the physical teams kept winning. The series got grindy. Their best guys got shut down. And they said, boy, the league is not coming to where we thought it would. This year, there's more goals in the NHL than in the past 20 years. I feel like the league has gotten closer to where they thought it would be than ever. And this is the year they're saying, we're going to do the Clifford, you know, Simmons you know, half, the other way. Half, half your office right now that's built on the analytics right now. The analytic guys in that office are dying right now. Dying to see Clifford in and Spezza out. Uh, maybe this is the same analytics office that's been with them from the start and is frustrated as everyone else that they can't get past tougher teams. Isn't there? A, don't you think there's a part of Keith that's trying to convince himself and the team that you know they can play that kind of game? Like he's sort of talking to his team as well as talking Ooh. to the 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 like being like, "Hey guys, it's going to be violent. You got to be do, ready for that." Like I think he's trying to convince himself and his team that they can handle this. Do you know how which many they may times, not be able to? Sammy, how many times did we have this discussion where somebody should have jumped in for Tavares or somebody should have jumped in, and it's like, well, they just don't have that lineup. That's not the way they're built. Right. And now. We see Mikheyev get into a fight in the last five games of the season, Grr. and now they're all eating nails before game <laughs> one. Really? I think you'd rather them go into the series prepared for that element of it because it's not their natural inclination, Kipper. That's not okay, who I they really are. I played with these guys, JB. You can't prepare Nylander for a borderline violent series. You can't he's prepare. he's going to be who he is anyway. He's going to be who he is. Kerfoot. Okay, Kasha, God bless him. He worked his ass off to get in the lineup, but he still has a little bit of a mushy cantaloupe. Do I want to introduce him as being off all this time into a a violent series? No, but I think by setting them that that that's where 
you have to be ready for this because that's what Maroon wants it to be and Perry wants it to be and Belmar wants it to be. That's what Kaloran wants it to be and Palat wants it to be and, you know, Hedman and Sergachev and McDonough. That's what they want it to be. So I think you prepare them but for that element you, of you it. You don't have to paint everybody with the same brush. No, you don't. Okay? I don't. I wouldn't the, include. You risk intimidating your own guys who are naturally set to do that. Nylander's going to be Nylander. He's going to dance around all of it. He's going to do his cycles. He's going to do his his toe drags. Whatever the case is, he's still going to be him. I don't think he's interested in hearing those words out of the head coach. I don't think he cares what the words are anyway because yeah. he is who he is. He's You're right. Yeah, if we're saying Nylander is who he is, he did not or, listen to what Keith or, had to but, say but, but But it can go the opposite too. I mean, there could be a, a, a part of... Nylander that says, well, that's not my hockey. Yeah. Right? Well, and that's what I wonder, too. Is there... You, you know, can go the other way. Going, eh, maybe I don't want to do this if it's going to be There's a so ton bad. of other guys that go, wait a second, time out here. Um, we, we didn't really have this discussion over the course of 82 games, and now we yeah. got to go toe-to-toe with these guys? It's reality. What do you think John Cooper thinks of what Sheldon Keefe said? Do you think he's... Uh... I think he, uh, he took the bait? <laughs> Let's have a listen. All right. John Cooper said he's expecting a physical borderline violent series here, and he's looking at Simmons and Clifford likely playing game one. How do you feel like that kind of style suits you? I don't know. We've we've kind of been through all the wars. Um, just rewind the tape to last year at this time when we played Florida. Uh, it was I always described it, it was two cars going 100 miles an hour right at each other, and it was who's going to flinch first. Uh, but the first round is it's always chaos. It's organized chaos. And uh, the guys are pumped up. Everybody's jacked. Usually the teams are somewhat healthy, or as healthy they're going to be in the playoffs. And, uh, and so you get whatever that extra 5 or 10% you have inside you, you get it in the playoffs. He didn't bite. No. Uh, Been there, done that, <laughs> bought the program. I got to be honest, when I was watching that video, to get the clip for you guys. You guys didn't see the video, but he scoffed. The look and on his the face. The idea of borderline violence. The look on his face was like, this is, don't, what are you talking about? Like, it was not a flattering sort of uh, response. I, first of all, I always, I think that Cooper is always that kind of guy anyway, like, can be a little, like, condescending, dismissive. Definitely. Now that they've won two cups, he's fully earned the right to be like, eh, yeah, we've been through this. So like, Sheldon's trying to talk himself into it, talk his players into it, that... We may have to go this style. Yeah, I, I think it's just at the very least having your guys up for that if it's going to be that way. Like after the whistles, all the skirmishes that Sheldon's talking about, that these guys are going to jaw at you and it's going to be competitive and emotional, which is why later on the show we're going to draft public enemies numbers one through whatever on the Tampa Bay because by the end of the series, these Leafs fans, particularly the ones in our YouTube comments, they're going to hate a lot of guys on Tampa Bay. See, I, I would have preferred Sheldon to come out and talk about the skill and the speed of the Toronto Maple Leafs because ultimately that's how they're going to beat them, correct? Yeah, in the end they're going to have to And power if you want to talk about skirmishes, you just hope that the way the game is called, that the refs will take care of that. I would have preferred him to say that, you know, and you got to go back almost to the New York Rangers uh, when they went to the finals, I think, against L.A. in 2015. Like, I covered that series for Sportsnet. And one thing that was abundantly clear, yeah, didn't have a tough lineup. Right. So th- the focus was whistle the whistle. 
Do not get caught up in uh, everything else. The, we will play whistle. There's only whistle. one or two ways to play it. Lean we in or lean out. Whistle to yeah. whistle. And everything else, you hope that the officials will call it. And that's when you hope that if they want to create something that isn't there, that they get the extra deuce. And now it changes the whole uh, ripple effect mm -hmm. of, of trying to initiate that type of energy because you're scared. You're scared you're going to be shorthanded. And more importantly, you're scared that a very hot power play, you hope, prevails for the Leafs. It puts a lot of pressure in your power play. Tons, tons, but you welcome it. That's what you welcome. You welcome those opportunities. That, to me, would have been better. That's your only... Than, yeah. than to go down the path of, hey, we're ready for a, a borderline violence. I don't know. A little bit of this, to me, Kipper, is, is Sheldon juicing... The commentary, leading leading the narrative about Tampa Bay's. Tampa Bay was 26th in the NHL in penalties taken this year. They take a ton of penalties. You know, they were shorthanded. Only a handful of teams are shorthanded more than Tampa Bay this year. The Leafs have the best power play in the NHL. As of the, I know they haven't over the, the stretch here. and But over the course yeah. of the season, they have the number one power play in the NHL. I think part of this is setting the story up. Tampa is borderline violent. Tampa leads skirmishes. Tampa. It's Tampa. It's Tampa to just get it in the head of some people that, hey, that's not us. We're the team that should be on the power play. Well, uh, we'll, we'll get a vibe first five or ten minutes if, if the Leafs try to go shoulder to shoulder. And I, to me, this also sets up a narrative about this borderline violent series on, on the hands of maybe guys, when it's all said and done, that'll play seven or eight minutes. Yeah. And that's Clifford and Simmons, Simmons are most relevant game one, period one. Clifford. Like, I get it. We we understand why they're in there. But is it gonna be enough to have a real sway in what direction this series goes as early as tonight? Yeah. I just I don't know that. No, but you always make the case that these physical players and these guys have more impact, not in a single game, but over the course yeah. of a series, over yeah. the idea that, you know, the team is going to match you physically in that first one and continue to hit you throughout the series. I think the idea is at least we're not going to be the receivers for seven games here and get worse as the series goes on, you know, which has been the case in the past where they've faltered later in the series, you know? So basically we've got uh, Clifford, Blackwell, and Simmons uh, versus... Maroon, Belmore, and Corey Perry. Yeah. Uh, so here's the thing with this Tampa team. I like the, the Leafs forward group as much as Tampa's, but there's no doubt that fourth line Tampa is a huge advantage for them. That is the... Uh, okay, the, so you like 75%. I like 75. Touche. The, the Tampa Bay Lightning, that line, had 26 even strength goals, that Maroon, Belmore, Perry this season. They can play. That was 17th in the NHL for a single line. So, like, they produce on they, top of all the thumping play. and chatting, and they can play. What we don't know for sure is what kind of impact Clifford, Blackwell, and Simmons will have outside of scrums or yeah. matching word for word or, you know, uh, will they play the majority if they get seven or eight minutes? Mm -hmm. Are they seven or eight minutes in the offensive zone or is seven question. or eight minutes scrambling to get the puck out of your own zone. That's going to decide if they play again for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So here's something to look for tactically with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay plays a 1-1-3 in the neutral zone. So they have three guys across the blue. 
So you're going to have to dump it in. Toronto loves to carry the puck across the line. You're going to have to dump the puck in because they're very good defensemen and they step up at the line, three guys across. That line, to me, is a line that can get it deep and they will get it deep. So they can be effective if they can go recover a couple. You like them as a four-checking team. Get a couple pucks behind. Those three guys go get some bodies. Maybe you can have a few good shifts and you get to play again. If they don't, I don't think we see them in game two. Sammy, you okay with Spezza taking the night off to try this type of start? I'm I'm very surprised it happened, to be honest. Like I, I wouldn't have expected him to be sitting game one. And I think we have we have a clip on Spezza from Keith to talk about it if you want. Let him talk and then we can react off that. Perfect. That? Let's great. go. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not not easy. I mean, you know, you've got veteran guy that's wants to win as bad or more than anybody and is given a lot here. Uh, he's going to factor in, you know, for sure. But this is a pattern that we've been following, you know, for quite some time here now. And, and we've liked the fact that the, line, the lineups moved in and out. Our players have moved in and out, I should say, on that fourth line. But this is a mix that we like here for tonight. See, this this for me is go big or go home time because I'm sure the analytic guys are going. I hate it. Hold on for a second. Okay, Spezza is a guy that can play a regular shift. He's a guy that you can go to on a second power play unit. Yeah, he's the flank guy. And as recently as visiting the Washington Capitals, he's good enough for you to have on a six-on-five when you pull the goalie and, and, you get, and he scores you a big goal. Mm-hmm. And you want to go with Clifford? Yeah. And of all people pushing back on this, I'm surprised it's you. I'm just wondering now if you started something, yeah, don't bail on it. And also there's an authenticity thing. It's like, it's not who you are. You know, you're the Leafs. You're that's all. I'm not saying which way is right and which way is wrong. Yeah. And again, Clifford could go in there, maybe get a hit on Hedman, knock him out for the next uh, three games. Right. And look like a genius, but it's not Again, who you were for 82 games. Yeah. And Spezza, don't forget, last year in the playoffs, man, he was so, two playoff runs in a row, he's been really good. I think he had five points against the Canadians. He will see time in this series. There's no question. He'll see time in game two. I I think he'll play quickly, and I don't think it's necessarily the biggest. I just, he means so much. Like he said in that clip, what he has meant to the Leafs over these past however many years he's played here, it's, you want to play game one of the playoffs. It's a sort of, it's a, an allure to it. It's the opening night. It's but a hey, big thing. But he's going to get in again. I understand. We don't need to spend all night talking about Spencer. We're spending too much time no, on no. what? I just, I am surprised that he's not playing in game one. I, I think it's a bit of a statement, to be honest. Fully agree. It's a statement to Tampa Bay. Yes. I think is the Correct. idea. But, uh, you know. All right. Are we good on that fourth line? We we are. We are. Just a heads up here in about uh little over 20 minutes. We're going to have Randy Carlisle, former Leaf head coach, coming on the show. I haven't heard Randy too much. I haven't either. I'm really looking forward to this. I have no idea what to expect. I am too. Think he'll talk about the pressure <laughs> that maybe Sheldon and a few might have? Uh, he knows all about it. I mean, let's be real. I mean, he was a part of that 3-1, or it was 4-1, 4-1. game. And Sammy, um, you don't remember that, do you? No, no, no. block that one out. So, and Dave Anderchuk in the second hour, of course, vice president uh, of corporate uh, and community affairs for Tampa Bay. He'll help us tee us up uh, the lightning side of it, including a red hot Steven Stamkos going into game one. 
Yeah, him and Kucherov, best players in the NHL statistically over the past, well, since April 1st or so. All right, did we touch enough on the uh, physical expectations? Should we move on to yeah. maybe just talk, uh, get Keefe on a little bit of the overall pressure yes, that the team might have going into game one? Let's go there, yep. I think you can use any, you know, uh, adjective you'd like. You know, we look at it as expectation, you know, and, and expectation is earned, right? And we've earned, we've earned that, that pressure, if you want to call it that, uh, because we've been a really good team for a number of years now, here we are again. We're taking on the back-to-back champions. Um, but we got home ice advantage here, and we've earned that through a great regular season, and we've been a good team all year. Uh, so we have great expectations on ourselves. We have all season. Uh, we recognize what's at stake and what we're trying to accomplish here and what we need to accomplish. I don't care what the regular season standings say. I don't care that the Leafs have home ice advantage. I think that there's still more pressure on on Tampa Bay. How can you say that? They just won two cups. Yeah, but they're going after three, and they they kind of sold the farm to go get the third one. With they sure did. First round draft picks and yeah. an opportunity to do something that hasn't been done in, since uh, your New York Islanders uh, in their heyday. I, I also think that. Toronto adds a layer of pressure to them because it's microscope city, right? You know, like we're going to pick apart every detail of this here. And I think that's another element of, all right, you're the cup champs time to turn it on. Let you know, everyone's talking like, about this team. Like they can flip a switch. Maybe they can, maybe they can't. I get, I get that there's a ton of pressure on, on Sheldon and, and Kyle. This will be the sixth crack. Don't you think that some of the past failures almost make it like, well, everyone's just like talks about them like they're just failures. Does that take some of the pressure off? Like, oh, they're just going to lose again. It's, it's I, I just look at the Leafs playing a very good team, a Stanley Cup team that still might be in their prime. Mm. I, I don't think it's horrific if they lose this series. I The part of me that there's no way it could top last year is how I look at it. The, the, the pain, whatever it will, like I was hurt more. as hurt as I've ever been when the Leafs blew that series to the Habs. That's as bad I as it's been. I think before you got this job, you had planned on not watching for a while yeah, this year. Yeah, <laughs> It's that really, really hurt. And a lot of Leaf fans feel the same way. I don't think they can be, I don't think they can hurt us as bad as they hurt Leaf fans last year. I really don't. So I think there's an element. God, can we save that clip? Sure. Yeah, get that. Get that on record. <laughs> I think there's an elephant, an element of what you're saying is right, but I, I just don't think there's any way there's more pe- I think pressure the, on the Lightning. The def- the deciding factor of which way maybe people feel about Kyle or or Sheldon or even Brandon to the point is is not if they lose, but how they lose. Yeah. And for sure, for if, sure, for sure. If you go toe to toe with this team, and if even your decisions to go a little bit Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> I like that expression. Right? Okay. If if you can show that those adjustments were the right decision. Yeah. And, and to show that it gave you a better chance to win. And if you go into a game seven and, and lose in an overtime or, you know, it just, it, it matters how you, you lose. Yeah. So the worst case scenario for me for Kyle Dubas is if Jack Campbell just can't do it. Like, you just if he's terrible, that's Dubas that's, to me. Yes. Right? Yes. The worst case scenario for me is Sheldon Keith 
throws this lineup over the boards tonight and Clifford and the boys are minus two and, you know, Perry and Belmar, you know. And Tampa runs them over physically. Still runs them over physically. That's, that, right. that's a bad look on Keith because he didn't just lean into to what right. your team's strengths were. You know, my, my thoughts on tonight's game are this. The Raptors-Philly series has ruined me for how you get your hopes up for a team and then sometimes you're reminded that the better the team with the better players or the better, you know, they, they're just better. I am worried that Tampa Bay is going to flip this playoff switch and it's like 4 nothing 10 minutes in tonight. I think the longer the Leafs hang in the game and it's close and Campbell makes some saves and they get that belief that they're not just going to get mowed over, I think that works in the Leafs' favor. So that's what I'm looking for tonight. The Leafs to get through that initial 10 without chasing. I, 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 I got to think, Sammy, they got to get shot out of a cannon tonight because they're getting a team that's been on the road for over a week now. Yeah, that's funny, eh? They didn't go home. They decided to come in straight from uh, the island, and they should be a little weary, a little tired, a little off. The, the Leafs have to jump all over them in game one. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that's – you're right. This first 10 is going to be interesting, though, because any team can muster it for that first bit. Like, I don't expect Tampa to come out and be like, my legs are tired, you know, in the first 10. Like <laughs> The first 10 minutes of game one of a playoff series are potentially the, like, organized chaos that John Cooper said is yeah. – all right, so I got to ask you guys on this question that just came to my mind as we were talking here. How much of an inspiration is it for Tampa to not be the team that breaks this first round curse? Like if they were playing another team in the first round, I don't know, Carolina or Boston or somebody else where, you know, they all oh, they lose in the first round after many year, two years in a row going to the final. But like, do you think the Leafs being the team that they're going against and not being that team that gives up the first round win? Do you think that inspires them? think that's a factor? No. <laughs> No, yeah, like you wouldn't want to be that team, but no, I, I, I don't think I don't, it'd be a huge one. The I don't even know if these guys know the history. <laughs> they pay <laughs> that much attention. Come on, Stamkos knows. <laughs> well, maybe. All right, but Stamkos. There's a lot of Toronto guys in this for, team, by the you way. know, a lot of years. Yeah, but I don't. You're giving these guys way too much credit here. What they do know, Sammy, every single one of them, that the Leafs are a very dangerous team. And Marner and Matthews are amongst the best players on the planet right now. And as they learned a month ago, they can embarrass you. You know, there's a lot of similarities, too, with this, these teams. And I understand that not in results. I'm not trying to make the comparison in results, but just like the way that they go about their business. You got, I would say you can put Matthews and Stamkos as fairly, you know, stylistic goal scorers, whatever. You got Marner and Kucherov, these guys that are kind of the dishers, the one-two tandems that work together. Like the plan, the, the way they want to have success is is similar at the very least. I wonder how the Leafs feel. Should we listen to Sheldon Keefe about playing Tampa and how it makes them feel? Yep. Keefe on the lightning. Let's do that one now. If you're going to push through the you know, the obstacle that we need to get through here, you might as well start with the best, right? And, and these are the, uh, the champs. And any time that we've been challenged as a hockey team, and I'm just focusing on this season. When I look at this season, when we've been challenged, uh, we've, we've responded really well. So I think that you know, we have great respect for Tampa Bay. There's no doubting it. There's no arguing it. There's no debating it. Um, they... They are uh, the class of the league at this point. And uh, they've proven that. They've earned that. To be the best. You must beat the best. You must beat the best. Yeah, there's a real That's my wrestling master grasshopper. Uh, something going on here, you know? And everybody at 
that talks about, oh, they shouldn't have to face Tampa Bay or, you know, two good teams knocking each other out. Hey, first round, second round, third round, fourth round, you got to go through them all. Yeah. Ah. Rather rather get Tampa after someone else has run into them for seven games in a row. If you're going to be miserable, be miserable now. Don't wait a month from now. Uh. <laughs> no, I don't so, find that um, Give me some joy, eh? Give you two weeks of joy. I think there is. I think there is something to that, though, about beating the best, getting the first round. If you can beat Tampa in the first round, who can't you beat? Yep. No. Right? That, well, that's a hundred percent true. If, once you're through that, if you can beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are the two-time Stanley Cup champions, as we all know, and you can get through them and maybe play the Florida Panthers, what a fun division! And then maybe play the Boston Bruins if you went even further. Great. What a fun conference you play in i just think that there's something mentally that if they're able to push through here finally like keith was saying and it's against the lightning that could really propel them onto something yeah i really do feel like that could send them to places maybe they haven't been in my lifetime so in poking through all the the stats in terms of like this matchup and what's going to be interesting one of the big hurdles for the leafs is getting past andre vasilevsky who you know, Vesna, Con Smythe, he's the guy. I think most universally people will tell you he's the best goalie in the world. Maybe Shesterkin had a great year. Some people think it's him. But here's what kill, uh, I found stat-wise. Tampa Bay uh, is fourth in rebound chances against. They don't allow people to get rebound chances against them. Toronto is second in the NHL at getting rebound chances. I don't think you're going to beat Vasilevsky clean a whole lot. That battle for that space in front of the ice is going to be crucial. How much can you get there? How much? Because he's Vasilevsky, right? I mean, Tavares should be comfortable. He's a guy that yep. likes to play with six, eight, eight feet around the perimeter of the net. Uh, deflections. He's going to have to battle his way good, to good get point. some good looks. You know, Bunting, just, you're right. They're going to miss him. He may have the best timing. A Mikheyev, we saw he's a He's taking nice, it there a lot. Nice redirect to finish the season against Boston. Those are places that he's going to need to get. Because Vasilevsky, well, let's, we got a clip on that, right? Keith on Vasilevsky. Let's listen to that. Well, you got to you got to make it hard on him, but you've got to first get to him, and that's a challenge in and of itself. But you know, the first of all, they have the puck a lot, and they're really good in possession, and then they defend well. Uh, big, strong, physical defense that gets in the way, and they protect their net very well, which you know allows a goaltender of that caliber to get comfortable and feel good and and you know make saves. So we've got a significant challenge to get to him. Um, but we've got to look to make him uncomfortable and uh, get lots of pucks in there and, and get lots of people around those spaces and make good on the chances that we do get. Huge challenge. You know, when I was a player, and it's been some time, part of the thing against a great goalie was the plan was to oops him. Was to do oops to fall the, on him? Like, I'm the king of oops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you had a couple oopsies in your day? Yeah, a couple. I mean, that that's part of the... The thing, and, you know, I don't know if they talk about that, but I don't remember, you know, they got goalied the last two years, right? And then the other team's goalie outperformed their guy, played really well. Didn't see a whole lot of guys in the blue paint and bumping them and, like, make the guy play hockey a little bit while playing goal, don't you think? They're going to have to find a way. uh, No question, but you look at that blue line, Tampa Bay's blue line, and they are big. Yeah. Massive. And Hedman's got that that reach that, hey, you think you got me beat? Not so fast. It's that one extra reach and poke, and you're right. So, Engvall, Mikheyev, 
are they going to get the same looks off their speed? For me, that's a big play too. Yeah. That they've been so successful the last few months of taking that one step and then gaining access towards the net. Mm-hmm. Will they get the same opportunities or will they have to kind of readjust to second and third opportunities around the net? Yeah. Well, the, it's the one area I feel like the Leafs might have a, a little advantage. There's a few areas, but one of them is speed. Like, the Mikheyev is so fast, and Kerfoot is so fast, and Engvall is so fast. They, they, they've gone completely to, like, world-class speed. They are a fast hockey team. Do you remember early in the year we had Ralphie on? He talked about how they weren't playing fast. Whatever, that changed for them over the course of this year. They found another gear. So that's that definitely one of the areas. So how do you like the line? Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, the one of the reasons that i have hope in this series the leafs is because of that speed and because of that game i know the lightning nailed them eight one down the road in a game that meant a lot more to the lightning and the Leafs, whatever but that game where they had success against the lightning which is a sample size you can look back on i thought the Leafs really looked faster in the bottom half of their lineup and yeah. i think matthews and marner obviously will give you that Tavares isn't the fastest but having mckayev with him i thought the bottom half had a good speed so that's something that does give me a little bit of hope heading into this how do you like the the other lines there? Uh, having McKay of Tavar of uh, Tavares, Kasha, Nylander, um, Kemp, Engvall. Yeah, I I hope Tavares can be a a constant threat, mm-hmm. even strength. Yeah, that to me, and and having Kasha up with him is a completely take a chance on. It's a it's a flyer, he, and no. I don't know how long you you can watch. If the line doesn't gel right away, how long Kasha stays there before you move Nylander up there? I agree. I think that's going to be telling. Like, they'll see how Kasha's going. My, my thoughts with Kasha are, like, if he's able to go medically and he wants to go, you're going to play him in the playoffs. So you got to get started somewhere. Like, I know it's weird for his first game to be game one. They're throwing him in there. This is go big or go home, too. You, you just got to get him in there. Like, you got to get started. So maybe he'll be better in games four and five, but... And, and and he wants to be there. Yeah. It's not like you're begging him to play. This guy has worked his ass off the last little while to feel good, but there's a history there, and I can assure you that Tampa Bay is looking at Kasha going, oh, this guy's just another hit away. From, I, I, I he's got a bullseye on his back tonight. Yeah, They're going to go after him. Think so? Oh, my, I like, would. I, I know with like a separated shoulder, but like a guy with a head. Oh, like gonna, no. The yeah. harder I hit you in the shoulder, the more your brain's going to bounce off your skull and you're out of the game. You're not wrong. Okay. I don't need to hit awful, you in the head. Playoffs, I just need to legal. body you're, check you. If you can't be out there, don't be out there. But, so, but. And, and, and if you let this guy gain some confidence and, and start going a little bit, he, he can hurt you too. He's a skilled yeah, guy. scored three times in the last three games before the injury. Just has a difficult time staying healthy. So he's one guy that Tampa Bay is going to target. And, yeah. the, and the other one I, I, I think is, is Marner, guys. Yeah. I think they're going after Marner. He's the facilitator yeah. on that team. Yeah, You said it. Him and Kucherov. That's but, Sorelli's got some. If, if you take away, if you take away Marner's time and space, I think it has a bigger impact than on, on Matthews than the other way around. Mm-hmm. I think the whole key is if they take away uh, Marner's time and space. Yeah. I, I mean, he he moves la- – he controls the pace, right? Like, when he gets the puck, he slows things down. He finds people. They play at their own speed out there. Uh, yeah, I, I'm curious because I don't think it's like, you know, 30 I mean, years ago when Esatikinen can l- l- yeah. attach himself to a guy and skate around with him. Like, you can't shadow a guy. 
Yeah. I just know I'd that like, every chance they get to I'd put like a mark on. to send a nice little message to Kucherov on that little accidental kick. So this is when it comes down to public enemy number one. Sammy, I was like, oh, it's going to be the Maroon Perry guys. No way. He Kucherov. thinks it's Cooch. Oh, yeah. He thinks that's the grease ball. That is like because, so- because he's really effing good at hockey. Yeah. And he's also really greasy. And he doesn't. Like, he doesn't. How like, many games did he play? 60? 59? And he had. No, he might, he might even played less. He's on pace for like 130, 135 points. No, he's really, really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah like you said, he's really effing, effing good. good. Yeah. And I. Yeah. So he had yeah, six, 70 points in what? In 47 games. 47 games. Is that good? It's yeah. okay. It's okay. The, you just, he's the type of guy that I think you don't necessarily want to wake up that side of his game too much. Like, you don't Get want... Get him emotionally you invested. Don't want, you don't want as much emotion out of him. Like, not to the same toughness and degree, but I always remember with Jerome McGinley, whenever you would, like, hit him or someone would get in a fight with him, he'd go out and, like, ah, score... He would go and score a hat trick. Like, Marshawn the second he, got, every shift. second he got mad, it's yeah. like every puck's going in the net, and I just... I With Kucherov, it's a guy that you got to kind of walk the line with because I feel like he plays better angry. Yeah. On, on the flip side, if I'm the Leafs... You can get him to do something dumb, too. Go after uh, point, too. Point well, can hurt been, you bad. And he's and been a little hurt himself. He's got, he's got a bad shoulder. Yeah. I hear he can't even... He has a tough time lifting yeah. it. So he, he, he has missed some time down the stretch and, you know, not for and maintenance days. he may days. miss more with a couple of good knocks against him. That, that third or that second line that is likely to be up against Marner and Matthews is Point, Sorelli, Hagel which is really, really effective. That is a great two-way line. So, I think Sorelli's got a, a chance to be a real villain in this series. Well, he was in the last game they played when everything got feisty. He was at, at everyone. I mean, he was basically he was doing the old pushback and see who's going to accept the challenge thing. So I think Vasilevsky could be a pretty big enemy as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think he may be a bit of an issue at the other end. That's true. I, it's just a, I, Please give me some Leaf villains in this Tell me who's going to be the, in the light, Leaf villain. For, for the 25 people that love the Lightning? Um, that's a good question. No, no, who's going to piss off the, the Lightning? B- Bunting not being Bunting in Bunting was is the easy one. Missed, for sure. I actually... Bunting will be ready for the weekend. Yeah? In Tampa? They'll be ready in Tampa? I think so. So, I think Kerfoot has that side to him nah. that he played... Yeah, that, I know what you mean. I know sne- you mean. Like, sneaky one. Like, yeah. at the end of... In that Habs series, he was really good playing with Nylander, and he was very sort of greasy, and they put him up on the top line. I think he does have that little side to him, but he's not, like, big or top. with the boosh? The boosh. The boosh? Everyone hates the boosh. Yeah. People are swinging on that guy every chance they get. I'm just going to say there will be a very, very big hit attempted by him at some point tonight. And it's it's a it's up in the air. You put him out of position. It's up in the air if he lands it you or not. have everything. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's up you in the air. You want to take and play defense? And be in position? <laughs> Come on. That's He will be throwing a big one at someone. I don't know who it'll be or when it'll be, but it's going to be a rather large hit. Can, can Blackwell yeah. move up and down this lineup and be a pest? Yeah, I haven't really seen a whole lot of that from him. Have you guys? Really? No, you know, you're right. We haven't. The the one thing that with this team, you talk about their identity and being authentic. It has to happen by play. McKay have taken it across the crease and he gets hit into the goalie and Engvall going in straight lines. And, you know, it it just has to be with play because it's not going to be the jawing, the fighting, the whatever they need. It needs to be with good hockey. One thing that we did 
touch a little bit on, but we didn't get into the specifics, and I brought it up, is that, and, and I know there's been guys in and out of the lineup, and Matthews missed, and Marner missed the last game, but guys, the Leafs are going into this series with a very cold power play. Yeah. The last 10 games, it has been horrific. And that we're ta- everybody's talking number one power play. And yes, over the course of the season, it was incredibly dangerous. Yeah. But the last 10, like they have no momentum is my point, regardless of who's been on it and who hasn't. And Tampa's on the other hand has been on a house on fire. At one point recently, they scored a nine of 16 attempts on the power play. So the Leafs... They're 40% in their last 10 games, the Lightning. The oh Lightning boy. are at 40%, and the Leafs are at what? 14.7%. 14.7 for for a power play that was... How high was it? Well, it's still first in the uh, league. It, was, it finished first, but it was up over 30% for a long t- part of the season. For almost the majority. And then it sunk like a stone the last 10 games. Yeah, it's an issue. Which? Blank slate, though. Blank how, slate. How, if, you, if you go in there yeah. tonight and you go two for four, yeah, it doesn't you know matter. What? I heard the same thing when they started uh, against Montreal oh. in the first round last year. Come on. It was a bit of an issue, wasn't it? The power play at the end of Montreal series? Uh, I, I don't remember. You're not worried? No, no concern, Sammy? Uh, the Lightning's PK hasn't been very good in the last... Yeah. 10, day, 10 games as well, 73.3%. And the so Leafs, PK? Been bad, too. Also 71.4. Yeah. All right. Okay, so it's just a light switch for, for Sammy, that power play. Yeah, no will, problem. Turn it on. on. Two for four tonight, a couple big goals. We'll be fine. No problem. Perfect. Okay, we'll, we'll take a quick break. Yeah, man, that's a, that's a solid 40 right there. Bam. Teeing up game one. After the break, we're going to go to former Leaf coach Randy Carlisle. Think he knows a little bit about what it takes to uh, coach this time of year? Oh boy, let's find out. Randy Carlisle, after the break, you're listening and watching Real Kipper and Born. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Mary Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, as promised, as advertised, uh, we'll bring in Randy Carlisle, former Toronto Maple Leaf head coach and uh, the man responsible for leading the Leafs to their first playoff appearance since 2004. Randy, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Oh, I'm doing great here. I'm out in San Diego enjoying the sunshine right now, so and looking forward to the start of the playoffs <laughs> and pressure free unlike maybe Sheldon and <laughs> a few people here in Toronto as they get ready for for game 1 but you know can can you recall the, the the drought that the Leafs had and what you were able to do when you went into the playoffs and and how that felt uh getting another crack at a Stanley Cup because that's what it's all about this time of year Andy well, for sure, and you know, you know, there's a lot of uh, outside factors in that Toronto market, and and I don't think there's any place on earth that uh, you could say that the, the the passion and the commitment that the people in the community and that whole market, of, and it's a national market. It's not something that's just Toronto based. It's uh, across Canada, and uh, there's a lot of things that, that take place within getting to the playoffs and then earning the earning the right to continue on and uh, the Leafs for specifically this year 
probably have the best team that they've had in a, in a number of years. And you look back at the team that we had, we were putting together a group of players and the core of our, our group was based on Dion Phaneuf, Phil Kessel, Tyler Bozak and James Van Riemsdyk. And, you know, and that really in reality is the group that we had to take our, our chances in, into the first round in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, you mentioned Toronto being a, a national market. I'm, I'm interested how much you feel that pressure in the dressing room. You know, you've coached a lot of teams and specifically uh, the Anaheim Ducks for a long time. How, how, how much does it actually af- affect the players, the staff, the way you prepare, just all the, the extra weight of the media and fan base? Well, uh, I was the, the guy that first determined and named it white noise. Yeah. That was, the, that was the term that we tried to do, and we tried to insulate our players from it and not to focus on those things. But it's really, really difficult for a player or a coaching staff or anybody that's involved with the hockey club to block it out. But that was one, one of the things that we tried to do is just to understand that, yes, we, we adore the fans and the market's great and all the things that go with it. But inevitably, we're going to be judged by our success or, or failures. And when you have a little bit of success, it, the momentum grows. And then when you when you have failure, it's twice as hard. The pressure comes from different levels. So it's it's always when, when you win in sports, you're probably not as good as you think you are. And when you lose in sports, you're probably not as bad as you think you are. Randy, when it comes to coaches today, then maybe you know, 15 or 20 years ago, it, does it take someone a lot more savvy now to handle that, especially in a market like Toronto, like let's, I'll be honest. I mean, it can't be easy for Sheldon when we have a daily show every day and we got his quotes and we dissect his quotes and we're, Oh, today he said uh, the, the series could be borderline violent, you know? And just in terms of today's coaches and, and that savviness, is that a must today? Well, I think it's, it's, it's a must from a standpoint of, you can only control so many things. And your number one job when you're the coach and in going into any hockey game is to make sure you've got the right people on the ice at the right time. Never lose sight of the fact of that. And I don't think it, it matters in today's game versus the game 20 years ago, 50 years ago. Coaching has evolved and the players have evolved, the game's evolved, but there's still the number one job of the head coach is to make sure that he's got his people on the right people on the ice at the right time. And he utilizes the strengths of his hockey club. And that's the most important thing. So however you get there, however your personality and how, whatever message you, you deliver and how you deliver it. The most important thing is to make sure you have the right people on the ice at the right time. And, and that's uh, really interesting given the way the Leafs lineup looks tonight. You know, you, Randy, you've coached multiple teams into the conference final. You won a Stanley cup. Um, you know, you've got a lot of experience with this. Do you think it's more important to lean into the strengths of that roster? You know, the, the Leafs are typically a speedier, skilled team. Or to play the way you think playoff hockey needs to be played. They're dressing Clifford and Simmons in a, in a heavier lineup in lieu of guys like Spezza and Hall tonight. Well, I, I think, again, the playoffs are a different animal. Yeah. First off, the defensive side of the game gets improved by 25 to 30%. Goals become much more difficult to score in the playoffs. The amount of freedom that's created on the ice or allowed on the ice, you're trying to, to not allow that to happen at a regular rate. You're trying not to allow the opposition freedom in the areas in which they like to, 
to create offense. And that's going to be a challenge for both hockey clubs tonight. Is Tampa going to be able to limit it, limit the amount of space that Matthews and Marner and Nylander and those likes of those players have enjoyed all season and vice versa? Is Tampa going to be, you know, put in, put themselves in a position they're going to be able to create that space? So it's, it's all of those things that are combined. But again, it's going to be the competition for the puck. Who's going to win more puck battles? Who's going to get inside and create more offense? Who's going to draw more penalties? And in reality, it's going to boil down to, you know, who wants it more and who's going to be more effective and make less mistakes. When it comes to the lineup for the Toronto Maple Leafs, they've, they've, they've got some experience under their belts of uh, some past failures. Uh, as young as they are, the Matthews, the Marners, the Rileys, they, they, they should have some thicker skin. Um, you know, we were debating on whether or not Boston or Tampa would have been uh, better for the Leafs because, of course... You know, and we include, you know, the meltdown that you unfortunately experienced in Boston or, or the ones that followed, you know, the weight of the players carrying into this game one. Do you feel like, you know, as, as young as the players are, that somehow, some way, the, the media or the fan base has a way of piling on these young players? I think it, it goes part and parcel with the market, but I, I don't think that those things, once that puck drops, I think those things are, are all by the wayside. The players get on, on the ice and they get into their own little set of, of mindset and they're out there to play, to, to have success. And they're going to do what they deem is necessary. Like I, I said earlier, Toronto's lineup is as deep as it's ever been. It's as skilled as it's ever been. And probably it's as tough as the new era of the Leafs has ever been. So they're going to give themselves a chance in all areas of the ice but they're going to take on the Stanley Cup champs. And they've equally got as, as much potency with experience. And if you look at their teams down the middle of the ice, the goaltender, the defense, the center ice, it's hard to go up against Tampa and say they, they, they don't have an edge. Yeah, no question about that. So uh, Clifford and, and Simmons over Spezza, you're okay with that, uh, like, uh, uh, that, that type of look early in a series? Well, I think it's going to be, you know, I, I, to look at it, I've always believed that your your skilled players have to feel comfortable on the ice. So who's going to try and disrupt that for the Tampa Bay Hockey Club? It's going to be Patrick Maroon. It's going to be Corey Perry. It's going to be Belmar. It's going to be some of their bigger rugged defensemen. And if your skilled players don't feel comfortable and aren't allowed the freedom that they're accustomed to, they're not going to, don't, I don't think they're going to expect them to perform. But Toronto's played in these situations, and, and I like the, the addition of Giordano and Labushkin that has given them some stability on the back end. And they've added that, and those, both of those players can play in physical situations. And they're veteran guys, and however their team, and then however the 20 guys that they're dressing tonight, they feel that they're giving themselves the best chance with that personnel. And that's up to the people inside. For me to criticize from an outsider or to, to say that I don't like it, I don't live it with them day to day. I've been criticized numerous times for the, my selection, and I think that it, in reality is it's up to the coach and the coaching staff because they know their team the best. So you like Toronto in this series? 
I like that the Toronto Maple Leafs for the changes that they made and the, uh, the approach that they've taken. I like their back end. I just don't know if they're deep enough to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning when you look at the, the strength of the Tampa Bay Hockey Club down the middle of the ice. Well, we anticipate game one tonight. Hey, Randy, it was a pleasure getting you on, on the show. We really appreciate your time. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks, Randy. Anytime. Randy Carlisle, everybody. Doesn't, I haven't heard him too often, so that was a treat having him on. I think he watches the Leafs. Oh, I think he knows. Uh, he knew, he knew he his stuff. He knows this lineup uh, very well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's um, it's an interesting perspective on white noise, right? It's the idea that you guys yeah. tune that stuff. You just got to play. All right. So it's hilarious. I was just saying to Derek behind his, like I, when I was working as, you know, just coming up, starting at the fan, that's kind of when Randy was coaching the Leafs. And I hadn't heard his voice in forever, like since then. And I just heard him t- start talking and it was like, I was back in the bullpen on the other side, cutting <laughs> clips as like an intern again. So crazy. I hadn't heard him in forever. It was cool to hear him. It was cool. Can I say one thing that it reminded me a little bit of? Good one, Randy. He well, no, that's who he was. I I did feel like he was reminding people about that 2013 team. They stunk. You just you remember the roster guys? Like our core was Tyler Bozak. Like (laughs) everyone's talking about me in that that blown lead. (laughs) Doc Rivers came to mind with the way he talked about his old uh, team that blew the three one lead. Just a reminder. This is a Bozak JVR team. That team cut us. I I should have asked him. You ever hear Brad May? Talk about uh, the game they used to play in Anaheim, I think, called Touch Randy. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, please yeah, tell so me the more. Practice, the practice How did we not ask him? I got to call him back. The practice would be over, and you're not allowed to leave the ice until you've touched Randy. <laughs> <laughs> I love yes. dumb games like that. That, that delights uh, yeah. me. Listen, I, I could be wrong, but that's that's what I remember. But so we will, just I promise everybody... My... We will get Brad May back on the show <laughs> as early as this week. That's hockey. Dumb. Maybe in the we, next in the five minutes. Like. We got to get, get Brad on this week for sure. We got to get Brad on this yeah. week, and I want to hear him talk about the Touch Randy game. <laughs> he, said, he said something there. like he, was, he really did simplify it, but like we talk so much about what Keith does with his narratives and how he talks to the media. We talk about it every single day, but like when it comes down to it, oh, it's he to nailed the, it. To have the right guys in the ice at the right time. He nailed it. Nailed it. Everything else is just, uh, yeah, whatever. You guys need two hours to talk about something. I'll give you two hours to talk about it. But yeah. it won't matter the right guys if I don't have the right guys on the ice at the right time. Yeah. No, that's that's it. And you know what? It's a much harder job than people think, and I'm not saying that for anyone's sake, but, man, and it you, is. You know, if uh, if you sat down with Sheldon, and you talk about the last two playoff runs, mm-hmm. Columbus, and of course last year, last season against Montreal. There's going to be times when he he knows he had the wrong personnel on the ice. It's just it's a growing pain that he, I think he's he's had. I think he's prepared better than ever mm-hmm. to minimize those, but he he still will be challenged and. There's some guys that are really good at it. Yeah. It's a, it, and it, it helps when you have a deep job. lineup like Cooper's had. But when you have better players, less mistakes, right? Yeah, well, for sure. You can't go wrong. There, There is a thing, and it's I think it was maybe from one of those the Cubs way or extra 2%, but Dubas always leans on this line, which is you can do whatever you want. It just has to work. You know what I mean? Like he, like for as a coach, you could put whoever you want out there, and all that matters is did you win or lose. 
And that's it at the end of the day when we're judging these guys is did it work? It hasn't worked. So he'd tell you, I didn't do it right. Another crack at it this year. So you guys want to get into uh, our breakdown and uh, where we think the series is going to go? Or you want to do that uh, later on? Should we do the other series and save Toronto for last or what? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, you want to do a pick now? Want to do a pick. All right, let's do it. Do you want to do it? We've already done it publicly, so let's just do it. Okay, let's do it. All right. Well, why don't we just start with... You, you want to just break it down per position and tell me who's got a slight edge, a big edge, uh, or an even. Okay. All right. Forwards. Forwards. Okay. <laughs> Tampa Bay. All right. I'll take Tampa tr- Bay. And I think you touched on it, that you've got two good goal scorers, even if... M- Matthews is a better goal scorer than Stamkos. And you wouldn't dare say Kucherov is better than Marner, would you? I'd say that's a... A wash? uh, uh, I have a stat for you. This season, in terms of slot assists, Marner and Kucherov are one and two in the league. Do I think think Kucherov has a slight edge just because he's nastier and he's probably willing to kick somebody to win a Stanley Cup? Can Marner now... But Marner kills penalties. Can Marner dig down deeper now and, and and prove every bit of playoff savvy as a Kucherov? Yeah, I think it. I think so. Tough, I, I think... Tough to find that, yeah. Mar- Marner's, Marner's done it at every level. He's so, won championships at uh, a Memorial Cup, uh, world championships he's been a part of, and the only thing missing right now is playoff success. Yep, so... Marner over Stamkos, sorry, Matthews over Stamkos, Kucherov and Marner are wash. If you go through the list, you know, I think Tavares and Nylander are an awfully good 3-4, um, but, you know, Point and Sorelli are awfully good concern, on the other side. The only concern I have for Nylander and Tavares is the inconsistencies of 5-on-5 five five hockey. When I look at the success that the Leafs have had this year and the scoring that they had, and I see Matthews and Marner at plus 20, and Engvall and Mikheyev at, you know, plus 15. And then you see Tavares and Nylander at minus nine. Yeah, but you know what? When they're apart, they're not those guys. They're typically very good when they're separated. They are separated in the series. I really like the difference that the fill-in guys have made this year. Mikheyev and Engvall have taken a step, like a significant one, not to mention Kasha and Bunting and Cam. Can they... Can Mikheyev and Engvall outplay Palat and Kalorn? Love that question. <laughs> I tell you, I'd take that Palat and Kalorn every time in that conversation. But, but <laughs> right? You know. How do you go against Kalorn and Palat? And how do you pick Mikheyev and Engvall? You can't. You, can't. you don't. You don't. I, you don't. They're faster. Okay. They're faster. Yeah, so it was... Eric and, Hyden, and who won listen. five gold medals in the U.S. like a gazillion years ago. Wait, 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 is that a speed skater? Is that a speed skater? <laughs> yeah, I get us, the idea. For though. us under uh, 50s. <laughs> anyway, I just, I think that Mikheyev and Engvall are big enough and fast enough that in a playoff series, you can hope that they have a little bit of edge. I think they can play with Cologne. Yeah, I do. We're going to find out. For sure. And I think that's going to be an unbelievable matchup. But it's, know, you, it's hard, it's hard to pick the Leafs over those guys with everything that they've done and continue to do. For sure. They've done it, right? They, there's that. There's that. They've done it. Okay. So you're looking at guys like Hagel and Paul and Colton and some guys, some guys 
on Tampa and going, you know, are they are they better players than the than the third line guys on, on Toronto? I don't think so. You know, they're there with them. Can but Nylander just find a way to put the puck in the net again in the playoffs? Again, be that guy again. Well, this is the whole thing. When you have four guys that you pay a bajillion dollars, you say two of them are going to face Sorelli, Point, and whoever it is. Now it's Hagel. But that's a great defensive line. So you other guys, we're going to need some from you. John Tavares, you make 11 offensive guy, point-per-game guy. We're going to need a couple and out ne- of you. I, Nylander, after what I saw last year, how what do we always talk about, boys, with him is when he's engaged, when he's playing on the right side of the puck, when at, when like he's Skating, one of the better players, like he's, 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 he's gone, he's gone, right? When he's when going, he's going, he's going. And, yep, and for sure. when, 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 and you know, some nights against the Dallas Stars on a Tuesday, it may not be there, but you have to hope that I in agree. the Tampa Bay Lightning, when you're playing in these huge games, that it is going to be there. And it was there last year, and it's been in years past. He's a playoff. He's shown that he can perform in the playoffs, which they're going to need from him. But I have faith that he will be able to produce. I really do. Yeah. Um, back Kasha, end. Kasha okay. could be a, oh, a yeah, wild card. For sure. He's such a wild and unknown right now. I mean, he if he can be the guy he was pre-injury, gosh, that what a find that is. You going to bank on that? I don't know. No. I'm so, not banking on 10 minutes from him. It's, it's, it's hard to go against Tampa Bay's lineup, but there's still that element yeah. of just is, is it time? Is it? Is, is it just time for the Leafs? You know, my contention that I've made, and this is what, what I made my final pick on, which, should I just say mine? No, so we not yet. Know? We're okay. going to go, right. just, just quickly okay. just go, go over the blue line a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's okay. what I was going to ask. Yeah. Well, one, one more point on the forwards. Yeah. Matthews and Martin, the great players get through and they win, they get to the finals, they win Stanley Cups in the NHL. Almost everyone outside of Marcel Dion, Lindros didn't, but pretty much everyone. Top 25 scores in NHL history, like 23 of them have Cups. I think Matthews and Marner are those guys. They're Hall of Famers. This is their prime. I expect some special performance at some point. Well, moving and, on. Whoa. And those guys also have the ability like to make others better around them, rise far above what expectations are. Yeah. And that's what the great players do this time of year. It's not just good enough that they're better, but they have to make others around them better. Yeah. And I think that effort in the face of some of the best defensive players in on earth really uh will go a long way to saying if we're pushing through this you guys can push through you know whatever your line draws defense defense i mean how much of an advantage is tampa bay's d over the leafs and did they close the gap with giordano and labushkin and and the answer is yes but is it going to be enough because I, i look at this blue line sammy and i'll let you in here in a split second and I, I wouldn't – I'd pick Hedman over Morgan Riley. And I'd pick McDonough over Muzzin. And then I'd pick Sergachev over everybody else. So what's left? The right side of the, is left. All three right defenders on that team. They're, the right side of their D is Jan Ruda, Eric Chernak, and Calfoot. Good. But I don't think it's... Did we find a weakness? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I think if you're going to go enter their zone, you're saying, maybe we'll take it across the blue line on the right side, you know? So I wonder if their left-wingers won't be flying the zone, crossing the neutral zone, trying to attack that weakness. It's not as daunting when you look at it laid out like this as I would have thought, you know? Like, I wasn't expecting Cal Foot to be in there. I was expecting, I guess, Bogosian, right? Yeah. I don't know, like... 
I think they have the best guy by far. Like oh, I think, I mean, he's been, probably the best. He's guy probably the, one of the best the league, guys, if it's maybe like ever. Car. Like he's like a top ten guy. It feels like he's amazing, and he's gonna play what feels like forty minutes a night for them. But I, I do think it's more of a wash the rest of the way than I was expecting when I looked at it. Like Madonna's McDonough's really good, but I mean, like you look at Brody, you look at Muzzin when they play at their at the high level, which they haven't done a whole lot of recently. <laughs> yeah. They they have the potential to be as good as those guys. Yeah. Like I think the decor they have closed the gap. I'm still giving the nod to Tampa, but I do think it's closer than people are, are giving the Leafs credit for. Riley no? Labushkin, Muzzin, Brody, Giordano, Lilligren. Pretty good. I do worry a little. I agree Tampa has the edge. I do worry the best about, guys. about Labushkin and Riley versus the top guys on Tampa. I can't imagine, though. Yeah. Like I do worry about I actually that. think there's going to be a big ask of Muzzin because you're going to put out Muzzin, Brody, I imagine, against the best offensive line, which is... Palat, Stamkos, and Kucherov. I bet that's a lot of Muzzin and Brody's work. It gets Ooh. a little daunting. That's heavy. That's heavy lifting. So. So, now the last question and the most important mm. is how good Do we have to does look this Jack Campbell have to be to beat Tampa Bay? Can he, can he not have to stand on his head and do spins? Yeah. I think so. Here's what I think. If he's a 907, they have a chance. If he's a 906, they don't. <laughs> I, have a, I, have a, I have a cutoff in my head. He has to be at least here. I don't, I don't know. Not, I don't think that's enough, 907. 910? They I, have a chance? I think 12. 912 9, to have 12, a chance? 914. So I think you're right. To, to realistic chance of winning, I think you're right. You know, and then we're talking about a couple goals difference over a series, but that's a difference. So I think you're right, but I, I think the you know the Leafs can play amazing and outperform 907, 908. Yeah, he's got to play good because Vasilevsky's not going to be an 888. You know, <laughs> probably not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I said maybe oopsie a couple times in the yeah. creases and see how good Brian Elliott is. But yeah. that's that's in jest. Shouldn't well, hurt. I think I have some idea who you guys are picking. What are you going? G- give it. I got Tampa Bay and seven. Aww. It's just. It's just the head, right? Listen, my head better, kipper. Better goalie, yeah. better blue line, yeah. and I think a deeper uh, three and four. Okay. For lines. Anything else? I, <laughs> I, I like the Leafs special teams. I like the Leafs to win tonight. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I uh, like the Leafs special teams. I, like the Le- I took the Leafs in seven. Which I think represents our show nicely. Not that you would ever be against the Leafs. No, but no, that, I would have gone Leafs if you guys would have gone Tampa Bay. And listen, my <laughs> my head, my head, I can't lie. My head thinks Tampa's probably. <laughs> well, you got new followers. I can talk myself into this. You don't want to lose them. <laughs> how, how about this one, boys? Give me the Leafs in five games. Oh, speaking of representing our show well. There you go, boys. Super fan, Sammy. Every game's going to be close, but Leafs are going to win some and they're going to win so you got you got the Leafs uh, sweeping uh, the first two at home. Yeah, Leafs win first two at home. Tampa wins first one back. They win game five, come back, win. No, sorry. How am I doing this here? Leafs win the first two. Yeah, and then Tampa wins uh, two one, two one, and then game five, three one. Yeah, I think. Um, and you're basing it on just the Leafs too fast. Yeah, uh, power plays and Tampa running out of gas. I just think it's. I think there's a lot of that. I think they're going to be close games, and I think one of these teams could win, and it's going to be shorter than you think, and I'm going to go with it being the Leafs. And you know what? I think there's an element of, like, everyone believing Tampa Bay is just going to be Tampa Bay. Yeah. You know, where during the regular season, if you look at their goals for expected goals, whatever, you know, they they were okay. They were okay in a whole bunch of categories. They weren't world beaters. They were 
ninth in expected goals for, 11th in expected goals against. Like their their underlying numbers are not that they're a superpower. Maybe they are running out of yeah. gas. Maybe they can't flip the switch. I, I really think that uh, you know if Braden Point cannot be like Braden Point, that that's really going to affect them. Huge. That guy should have won a consummate. That and shouldn't. Should I but don't know how healthy he is, quality. and I think the Leafs can can make Tampa a little vulnerable if he is not close to a 70 or 80%. If this guy's only at 50 or 60, yeah. then that puts a huge hole down the middle. They're circling him and saying, every chance we get to yes. put a lick on it, hey, Boosh, you see Point coming down your side? That's maybe, right. Maybe that's the guy that you, you run out of position for. Okay. All right. So how many games you said? I, I said seven. We both seven. said seven. Because both of us know this thing is a coin toss. Leafs in five, baby. <laughs> Sammy. You may get us another off day if it's five. <laughs> I'm just wondering. We may golf, golf again. <laughs> All right. We're going to get Dave Anderchuk after the break. Uh, VP of Corporate Community Affairs. He's going to talk to us about how hot they are and how running out of gas was a little uh, premature in terms of uh, the narrative about, what, three, four weeks ago? Yeah. They've, they've been good. All right. We'll hear from Chucky after the break. Well over a thousand of you watching us right now on our Sportsnet YouTube channel. Give Sammy and JB a like. And more importantly, subscribe to the podcast. You know? Yes. This is the time because we're going on a two-month journey to the Stanley Cup here, right? We are. Where everybody ropes, everybody rides on Real Kipper and Bourne.